0: Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake.
1: I'm Alice Sullivan. And
0: I'm Micah Sparkman. And today we're going to cover chapters 26 through 31 of The Great Hunt, book two of The Wheel of Time. Previously on The Dragon Red, Maureen was kind of a dick
2: to land and almost gets eaten by a Dementor. Nynaeve <laughs> goes through some to die frat hazing, and Egwene, Elaine, and Min all decide to be BFFFs forever, and then they throw a giggle party. <laughs> I assume is what it sounded like. That's how you giggle? <laughs> That's how I giggle, yeah. <laughs> Ren plays with some giant balls, and his crew get a fancy military escort to Kari... Kyrian, which I'm still getting used to saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ren gets played by the great Game of Thrones. I mean, houses or whatever. And at least we get Tom back, so that's nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tom Yeah, yeah. Tom.
0: I miss that guy. <laughs> Chapter 26, Discord. <laughs> With the icon of a loot.
1: Get, get the little pun there, Discord? No, wait. Music pun? What? Discord. I don't understand. I don't know.
0: <laughs> 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 that's makes he
2: plays Discord... <laughs> this, this, this yeah, story. like music is yeah.
1: discordant, but discord can also mean like things are getting all crazy.
2: Right?
0: Yeah, it's like yeah. a I'm, musical analogy. I don't get, man. This is like this <laughs> blowing my mind. I mean, this, this book runs pretty deep. <laughs> <laughs> as, as layers was, upon layers. In the titles, especially. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Rand and loyal go to meet with Tom. Yeah. Uh, at the bunch of grapes. Which yes. is a, it's a good name, yeah. Like, like, yeah. The the inn they're staying at. I don't know if we said that before. Is the Defender of the Dragon Wall? That's a cool name. Yeah, yeah I want nice. to say it's the Defender of the Dragon. That's one yeah. where Rand is staying. Yeah, but it's a little. I mean, it's kind of racist, right? Because there's a. It's the the image on the sign is a guy with a sword to the neck of a dude that looks just like Rand, <laughs> an Aielman.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, in Kyrian, they are kind of racist against Isle, right? That's the They are, with yeah. The I
1: mean, are the Aiel a race? Yeah.
2: Aylmen, I guess. I mean, they're yeah, a, they're a people. Like, I guess we would call them a race mm. in our modern racist. Not in, way, in this. Mean? I, I mean, if you, if you if you understand that race is just like a construct and doesn't actually mean anything biologically, then <laughs> <Yes>. there's <another laughs> thing as race. But in the way that we define race, I, you could say that Ayl Ayl are race Are you race? Yeah, they're, they're a bloodline and they they share, they share common physical characteristics like being tall having red hair having green eyes
0: I'm yeah sure.
1: I thought they were blue no because... gray oh eyes. gray eyes
0: there we oh, go yeah okay. maybe actually we don't know I don't yeah. think they said yet whatever Rand well,
1: has I thought Rand had blue eyes because they remark on that because everybody in Emmons Field has brown eyes and I thought he had blue eyes
0: oh that might be right yeah I remember that that was when when Land showed up I think he was like That's, he's the first person I've ever seen with blue eyes just like mine yeah yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, but I, I you could say it's racist. <laughs> I guess I'll... Yeah, so they, they go to meet Tom at the Bunch of Grapes, uh, and they wait for him in his room because he's performing, and, and Tom has a PYT in there with him. Yeah, yeah. He does. <laughs> The young lady friend. Yeah, so Tom is, like, totally moved on. He's yeah. not part of this adventure at all. <laughs> no, anymore.
2: like, he seems like he's really, like...
0: Done, done well with his life, we'll say. Yeah, He's like, yeah, okay, travel with those kids, fought a mirror draw. that sucks. Let's go do something else now. I know. <laughs> i <I'm laughs> like do it. her. <laughs> yeah,
1: because <laughs> right. yeah, how old do you think Tom is? He's he's gray, so probably at least in his 60s, right? I was Long thinking
2: Whisper's. 50s, 60s, yeah.
1: Okay, and it says that this girl is only a few years older than Rand, so she's probably like 20,
2: yeah. 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 But she's very talented. She is very he talented. She assures us. I
1: feel like I don't know if I was just searching for it, but I feel like there's a number of double entendres in here because first of all, they're staying at the bunch of grapes. Second of um. all, you go into the room and she's juggling balls. Uh. Third of all, it says Tom says that she played the flute better the first time she picked it up than you, Rand, ever did.
2: Oh the flute. Oh yeah. man, I
0: miss all of that. Yeah. Nice. yeah she was quite the flautist. And also we
1: hear we they make sure to Robert Jordan makes sure to let let us know that the bed is rumpled. Big and rumpled.
0: Yeah.
2: From because
1: sex. <laughs> Thanks, Micah. Yeah. For clearing that up for us. Yeah, you're welcome. Because they're banging.
2: Well, no, I mean, like, that, it, I feel a little bit, I feel like Rand takes a little bit to put it together for some reason. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I know, right? He's yeah. like 17. You'd think that sex would be the first thing that comes into his mind, but he gets all embarrassed about it, too. Yeah, there's yeah.
0: one of Robert Jordan's, like, signature cinematic scenes where he like, he looks at her sitting on the bed and he looks at the bed and it's rumpled and he's like, oh, there's all their clothes. And then he's like, flashes back in his head. Tom said, our room. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he like, Oh man, should we wait outside? Which, why? <laughs> that's, that's Are, they're reason. not, they're not in there banging right now. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He chats with uh, Dina a bit and Dina is being, is training. Dina is what. Tom wanted Rand and Matt to become, in terms of apprenticeship.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, she she wants to be a gleeman, and
0: he's like, she's way better than that. She doesn't need to be a gleeman. Yeah, right? She should be
1: a court bard. She wants to be,
0: she looks up to Tom. She wants to be a, a gleeman, yeah, and a traveling around and seeing all the world, having adventures. Which is kind of what, uh, you know, that's like a, a a believable youthful thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say so, yeah she she has the same
2: kinds of dreams that a lot of young people have in in fact that that Rand and his friends had before they actually
0: had real adventures. whoops, <laughs> yeah, so Tom eventually comes and joins them, yeah. and uh the one thing I wrote down is that tom is is really mad at the concept of actors he's that he's, oh yeah yeah, yeah
2: well perform i I was thinking about this as we were, as I was reading it, we've never seen like a formal theater or anyone performing as a a theater as we think of it today, right? Yeah, There's a concept that doesn't seem to exist in many places for whatever
0: reason. Yeah, so this is like a new concept Mm -hmm. in this world, or at least to Tom, who's traveled all over this world. Right. That these people are actors who pretend to be the people in the stories and, like, play out the, th- the scenes, you know? Mm-hmm. But he's like, that's crap, you know, because I make all the the audience members feel like they are the heroes with my wonderful voice and my high chant, low chant, and whatnot.
2: Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's funny to hear him railing against what we think of as, you know, pretty mo- modern entertainment.
0: Yeah, know? I wonder, is this the voice of Robert Jordan here? Is this like a...
2: Do you think he hates I, plays and enjoys storytellers? I
0: thought this might be a jab at... Uh, TV and movies from an author. Mm-hmm. Oh, could be. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could say that about Robert Jordan. I make the, the reader feel like they're the character, and not that they're watching the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rand is, is attempting to recruit Tom, essentially, right? Right, yeah. Rand is kind of thinks, like, Tom can come be the boss now again, because mm-hmm. Tom knows everything. And Rand has been the boss of their little expedition for a while. Uh, but Tom says, nope. The, which is... To be fair, an entirely reasonable response. I mean, it like, is, like the only reasonable
2: response, right?
1: Yeah, and hose before bros. I mean, <laughs> if you're some fifty or six year old dude, and you've got a twenty year old hottie. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to go back to that? And you're staying in a in a nice inn,
0: right? He's he's making money. Uh, he's he's doing he's being successful. Yeah, which is exactly what he says. He's like,
2: look, for whatever reason, this girl's into me. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna mess this up. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is uh, yeah, it's cool. Like yeah. I, I think that's a really nice touch by Robert Jordan. Like. Why would this guy be part of it? He was just caught up in it to begin with.
2: I I remember thinking that earlier on, earlier on that that it, it seemed strange that he was traveling with them. So you know.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a really weak reason. The only one we had is because he had a nephew Owen who was able to channel and was gentled by the Aes Sedai, So he wants to help Brandon and all of them. Yeah. I thought it was a weak explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I would like to note that Tom seems to be following the the Dan Savage campsite principal mm-hmm. with this younger lover. That's a good point. Fuck first? No. <laughs> no. Leave it better than you found it.
2: Yeah. Leave it better wait, is that, Wait. what does that have to do with camping, Alice? Uh,
1: that's the only thing I know about Dan Savage. Oh, <laughs>
0: uh, okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. When you go on a date, you're supposed to fuck first. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, yes. With, with somebody that you've established that you're going to have sex with.
1: Wait, so Dan Savage says... Take only memories, leave only footprints. <laughs> <laughs>
0: leave it better than you found
2: it. Yes. It's, it's the idea if you're dating someone much you younger than it. you. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's okay to date someone who's much younger than you yeah. as long as you leave them better than you found them. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. don't be respectful. Don't, don't them. Yeah, don't hurt them, you know. Hmm.
1: Okay, sure.
2: Help them grow as a person. Whatever. Yeah, and
1: he's
0: training her to be a bard. Right? Yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah. she's in college here. Sex <laughs> college.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of redundant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And uh, Rand does tell him about the horn, that he has the horn, which Tom laughs about and it's like, of course, everybody says they have the horn. And Rand's like, no, no, like, I, I, I have seen really, yeah. some of the shit that we've been through. I've actually got the horn.
1: Well, when he says Moraine says it's real, that's yes. when Tom realizes it's legit.
0: And Tom is like, where is Moraine? Fine woman. Remember is he it? says that? Yeah. Yeah. That's, huh. that's an interesting thing that he said about Moraine.
2: Yeah. Well, and also, I think Rand... Notes that Moraine told him that Tom was still alive. Yeah. And the, and Tom think, seems to think that's interesting.
0: Right. Yeah. I think Moraine just. Well, you know what I think it is? I, I have no evidence for this at all. I think Min has seen something, a connection between Moraine and Tom. Oh, it could be. And that, that might be what is the giveaway for Moraine. Yeah, I mean, Moraine uh,
2: is known to use men to gather information in, way, in ways that are, you know, mysterious yeah. and matchable.
0: Uh, that would just be totally like, speculation at this point. Yeah, so, uh, so Tom drops some knowledge, which is useful, because that's that's another thing Tom's good for, is, is knowing things. Yeah. He's like a loyal, he's a Wikipedia. Yeah, and he, he recites some of the dragon prophecies. Uh, in particular, uh, there's a big section about the mark of the heron being marked by herons, Twice marked, right? Is a... Yeah, twice and twice shall he be marked. Uh, once to blah blah blah. I don't it all. Yeah, but... I'm not a Gleeman.
2: <laughs> but the point is, you know, the all these things that have been happening to Rand seem to reinforce this dragon idea. Mm-hmm.
1: Can I? Can I? Can I read it? Yeah. The part of the prophecies of the dragon. Twice and twice shall he be marked. Twice to live and twice to die. Once the heron to set his path. Twice the heron to name him true. Once the dragon for remembrance lost. Twice the dragon for the price he must pay.
2: Interesting. So, I mean, we can, we can interpret some of this stuff already, I imagine. Like, maybe if they're talking about the mark of the dragon, they could be talking about the banner he's carrying mm-hmm. for Remembrance
0: Lost.
1: Well, he's already been marked once by the heron.
0: Yeah, I, I don't exactly see how that set his path, though.
1: Well, maybe we'll find out later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe because he got branded went in his dream, right?
0: Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. While so, he was in the other world. Yeah, right. so he's
1: got that Heron brand on him.
0: So Tom also drops a bunch of knowledge about stuff that we haven't really dealt with at all. The Stone of Terror and Kalendor and stuff like that. They're all parts of Prophecies of the Dragon. Mm. And but they, 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 they
2: do, I think they do say again that the Horn is not part of the Dragon Prophecies as
0: far as anyone knows. Yeah, just like Moraine found when she researched. No one, no one sees a connection there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now the Dragon Reborn, if that is what Rand is has the horn of Valir, so it's happening. And Tom then says, go away now. It's, he makes a clean clean break.
2: Yeah, he's like, Rand's like, hey, we could hang out and chat, and Tom's like, no, nah, I think that's probably a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: it's because the last time really didn't go well for Tom.
2: The more that Rand is around Tom, the more likely crazy shit yeah. is to happen, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. I don't think Tom knows that Rand
0: is a Tavaren, but... Yeah, but he knows that, you know, you'll, you'll end up dueling a mirror drawl. <laughs> By yourself, if you hang out with Rand. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we get a little bit of a hint that that Tom is a is familiar with Dias Dimar, the Game of Thrones? What's it called? The
1: Game of... The Great Game.
0: The Great Game. Right. Yeah. The you game know, of- which makes sense. He was a court bard, right? So, yeah. So he's a player of the game, and, and he sees it all around Rand. He's like, this is the Great Game.
1: But he wasn't the court bard in Karian. He was the court bard...
0: In Andor. In Andor, in Andor
1: when he was right. banging the queen. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah, okay.
0: It was Morgays, right? Yeah, more yeah, gaze. yeah, uh Wow. It's just something special about Tom's dick. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's had a queen and now, like, you know...
1: Women love a guy that can play an instrument.
2: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. true. Dexter's
0: make him, hands. Yeah, make him laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 27. The Shadow in the Night. With the icon of Trollocs. So, uh, Rand and Loyal head back and there is a creepy Trolloc puppet attack. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Where a, yeah, this is like... I. I was I I, I can picture this, but I'm I'm having trouble like imagining that
0: it wouldn't be really obvious that it's a trollic, right? I mean, like I guess if you're not looking at it, yeah. Although Iran does spot it coming down the street, right? Totally,
1: mm-hmm.
0: totally. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the because Kyrian is full of these puppets because it's, it's like festival all the time as the king tries to keep all the refugees entertained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've got these puppets going down the street like a Thanksgiving Day parade. And one of them is a trollic, which isn't a puppet. It's just a, a trollic walking with a bunch of dudes around it with sticks, like pretending it's a puppet. Right, yeah. And,
1: and then as soon as Rand kills the trollic, the dark friends run off. And I wrote next to that, lame. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, does he, he doesn't kill the first one, does he? No, he totally does. He does one of his swords down. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, that's the moon right.
1: rises over the lakes.
2: <laughs> that's right, which I which I can totally picture. Like, again, it's, it's a yeah, right? kind of fun action scene. He's like, he's drawing it or, you know.
0: Yeah, like, shing. Which is, mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty awesome. He's just a badass sword dude who can kill Trollocs all day now. That's,
2: you know, not a big deal. Which, you know, like, that seems useful, given all these, uh, given the circumstances, being able to kill Trollocs. Mm-hmm.
0: They're being chased around, because apparently there's a bunch of these creepy Trolloc puppets around, and Loyal kills one. Just with strength. Yeah. Just, like, breaks it with his yeah. arms.
2: We, we take Loyal for granted as, like, a walking Wikipedia, but he's also <laughs> just a huge, muscly builder, you know?
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, which is it's pretty cool. Rand is like almost about to like oh yeah, Rand tries to channel to yeah. help Loyal because mm-hmm. he didn't want to stab him. And uh he can't. I guess channeling is hard.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, he just so Loyal just breaks his neck, I guess? Yeah, just like they're they're having a strength, uh strength mm-hmm. contest and the Trolloc is about to get his sword and Loyal just breaks his neck with his just with his biceps. Yep. He
1: throws him against the wall and he strikes it with his head and You're breaks right, his neck. that's what yeah. Happened.
0: Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Right, yeah. He yeah. flings him like a ragdoll. Yeah. Yep. So uh, the Trollocs still herd them through the streets, which it's a little weird. The streets are deserted in this area. They can't get to the crowds. Yeah, I found this scene actually a little frustrating. Again, I, I,
2: I understand why... I understand the purpose of it because, you know, Robert Jordan wants to move the characters around. But, like, imagining the scene that seems ridiculous to me that they couldn't... Like, we know he can kill a Trolloc. And mm-hmm. he's clearly being herded, right? Why not just punch through and, like, make a yeah. break? At any point. Maybe he doesn't think
0: that way. Yeah. I guess Maybe he so. doesn't realize how good he himself is at sword fighting yeah, at this point. That's fair. So, uh, yeah, there's the herd to the edge of the city. Uh, guess who shows up? Celine is oh, back. Good. Just right now, right when some Trollocs find them, Celine shows up. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. But they, uh, and so she says, Well, why don't you just kill them all and be great or whatever? But he's like, No, no, no. We have to run away from them. And she's like, Oh my God. You don't get it, farm boy, but they get herded to the Illuminators' chapter house. Mm-hmm. We, who are these, like a firework guild. Yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, we, we've we've heard a bit about the Illuminators, but this is our first real exposure to them, and I think I find them very interesting. They they describe their 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 little enclosure as everything is coated in a, like a plaster, which makes perfect sense if they're dealing with fire, right? Then, yeah, no, everything that's wood is covered in something that's non flammable.
0: Right. Yeah. And they're. Uh, it's got a big wall around it too, and they supposedly kill anybody that sees what's inside the wall because they guard their firework secrets so jealously. Yeah, because uh, they—that's what they do—is they they travel through the world and and sell fireworks and stuff. I mean, that's a that's kind of a cool idea, but you know, mm-hmm. seems like a waste of a potent ability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as they're sneaking through this chapter house, they. Uh, accidentally set off a bunch of, uh, well, first one firework, and then a bunch more fireworks, uh, because they're just clumsy. I want to point out that when that first firework goes off, what happens?
2: Uh, a man gets abused by, a, like, a mean domineering woman. Again. Oh, was that... Yeah, the, there's like, the oh, illuminated yeah. lady who's like, if you do this again, you stupid idiot! You know, it's just like this, yeah, the, a, a the, classic... And the, the man is scene. like, oh,
0: I did it, I, I, I secured it all. And she's like, oh, you're so stupid. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... The Robert Jordan special. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and through this all, Celine is like, think of the greatness. You could be great.
1: And she smells so, so good.
0: She does smell good. Yeah. So in soft. fact,
1: that's the very first thing when we find out Celine is back. The first thing is that Rand notices a spicy perfume in the air because <laughs> she just smells so good. <laughs> and yeah. there's a weird thing, too, because she gets, because they set off all the fireworks and Rand tries to grab Celine and tell her to get behind the wall and she's pissed off and doesn't want to. But he takes her over the wall, and he throws himself on top of her. And it says, she fisted him in the ribs hard and wriggled out from under him with an oath in a language he did recognize. But he was beyond noticing, which was really confusing to me. An oath in a language she did recognize. Didn't say he did, didn't? He did recognize.
2: Huh. I wonder what, what. That's an odd thing to say, then, if it's a language he... Does recognize Well languages
0: what languages are there in this world? Right. There's the common tongue that everybody speaks. There's yeah. the ancient language or what yeah, they there, old whatever they call it. There's whatever the Shinarans speak. Right? Yeah. And yeah. there's the old tongue. Are the uh, maybe the Shinarans are speaking the old tongue? mm mm-hmm.
1: But the only thing you would recognize would be the common language, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not unless, like he's been studying other unless languages. he's
0: the the rebirth of an ancient hero. No, he that definitely can't be it <laughs> I don't understand at all. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what they're hinting at, uh, but Celine knows what the language is because Celine's just got all kinds of Cause mysteries because she's, she's read the libraries in Kyrian or something, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I, I read that book about ancient curses, and so I say them, you know. Yeah. So yeah, the, ah, that's that's so weird. So there's a little encounter where. Uh, Rand basically knocks over some fireworks and frags some Trollocs with them. Hey, it turns out Trollocs
2: are super weak against fireworks. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, it, I mean, those fire, they could really hurt you, but I don't think they would completely obliterate you to the point where there is no remainder of your body left. So, right? so do you
2: remember when they were describing the fireworks? Mm-hmm. So they said that the, so we're thinking of like our fireworks, right? Yeah. They said the firework tubes were something like two feet across. So picture that. Oh my god. Picture the size of these fireworks. These things are crazy big. <laughs> and you can
1: set them off without actual fire. Uh, just by knocking them over, right?
2: No, because they have um, they have fuses and they have punks. Oh. They're describing okay. sticks with little embers on the end, which is basically I, I assume yeah, it's just a
0: knock those over too, I think.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there yeah, he, he or he shoved it directly in I think he took one of the things and shoved it directly into the firework okay. or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, that's right, he did. And then and, and just
0: vaporized some Trollocs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: It's a little bit of
0: a And part of their <laughs> building, I think, too. Yeah. And then Celine is gone. Yeah. Uh, because she just disappeared again. Uh, and Rand again thinks nothing much of it. He, well, he's,
2: he's really worried about Celine, despite
0: the fact that she can clearly take care of herself. Yeah. Like, she has no problems <sighs> at all. Uh, but they escape and they get back to the inn where there's a note from Celine.
1: Le- well, there's a note left by an old woman.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Right, with with Celine's uh, emblem on it. The little
2: <laughs> right, star yeah. with a
0: moon. Which says a bunch of really suspicious stuff, but the one thing I noted is it says you are always mine. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, pretty think of the glory. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Like Rand, come on man. This is this is so many red flags here. Yeah, let's put yeah. two
1: and two together.
2: we I mean like even if even if he doesn't figure out who it is, this
0: is clearly not a woman who has his best interest at, at, at heart. Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, but she smells so good.
0: She it does smell really smells good. Smells spicy. So, chapter 28. A new thread in the pattern. The icon of a wolf. So we're back to Perrin.
1: I like Perrin. He's yeah. kind of my favorite. He's gotten a lot less emo about his wolf powers.
0: He has. Yeah. He's he's embraced it. Embraced
1: yeah. the wolf.
2: Yeah. I, actually, as I was reading the, this set of chapters, I was remembering, I think when I first read these, Perrin was one of my favorites. I think he was my favorite of the, the trio mm-hmm.
0: moving forward. Yeah. So Perrin, Matt, and Ingtar, and all the Shinarans are following Pad and Fane and the Dark Friends. And
1: Varon. Varon's there, too.
0: Yeah, that's right. Varon is with them. The cool now. Exodai. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still a fan of, I'm a big fan of Aaron. And uh, they they know what happened because they've been following Pat and Fame and the Dark Friends. and they they know about Rand's stealth mission, right? Uh, and the wolves refer to Rand as Shadow Killer. <laughs> That's such a, It's just so it's good. It's great name, best, best wolf, wolf name yet. Yet.
2: Right, I know. Yeah. I mean, Rand's not even a wolf person. He gets a wolf name. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, super cool. Shadow Killer. Uh, I wish we got like the more. The more wolf-like description with all the details and I stuff. I was thinking the same thing. You know, it's usually there's like,
2: oh, he's a, a shadow with a, a a fang, and he you know eats <laughs> the trollocs in the dark or <laughs> something.
0: Yeah, uh, and I, I like the little discussion they had where Ingtar, where Perrin and Ingtar can't really decide whether Shadow Killer is a good guy or a bad guy because like Shadow Killer could be like <laughs> a shadow that kills people. Or like a killer of shadows, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. a little is he
2: shadow that kills, or is he someone who kills shadows? I mean, that's an important distinction in this Yeah, world. if
0: only we could get more detail from the wolves the shadow killer.
2: <laughs> and the wolves, uh, the wolf, he, he said the wolves have an interesting reaction to shadow killer, and it's not that they're scared exactly, but they're kind of in awe of it, him, whatever. Yeah, yeah. more evidence
0: that Rand is the dragon reborn, here right. to bring about the end of the age. Right. Uh, on the road, their party meets an Aiel. Right, yes. yeah. Uh, named Urian, uh, who just walks out in the road, and there's like just a whole slew of ultimate badass moments with this guy.
2: Can I read the the thing that he says? Because I love <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I have no pipers to play the tune but if you wish the dance
0: <laughs> oh man it's right. so good it's so badass oh, and he man. ends it
1: with remember me <laughs>
0: remember me <laughs> cuz
2: i assume all iel talk like that with a like deep gravelly voice i think
0: so but yeah they just trade like one liners at, at each other constantly yeah uh, and he's you know of course there's all the your stereotypical moment where they're like If he didn't want us to see him, we never would have seen him. (laughs) That's right. And then he walks off into the rocks and vanishes.
1: No, but he says something super cool, though.
0: Because he's
1: looking at everybody and talking to everyone. And then he sees Varen, and all of a sudden he becomes very respectful to her. And he says, and Varen's like, do you think I'm an Iel?' Like, basically trying to figure out why are you, why, he Mm. calls her a wise one, and she's trying to figure it out. And he says, no. We know you're not an Aiel, but you have the look of those who have made the journey to Ruidian and survived. The years do not touch the wise ones in the same way as other women or as they touch men. So we know that Ruidian is the reason then that the um, Aes Sedai always have these ageless faces. Well,
2: right? I, I, no, so I, that, what I gathered is that the Aiel, who don't interact with Westerners at all, uh, have their own version of Aes Sedai essentially that are called wise ones. And in the same way that Aes Sedai are ageless, the wise ones are ageless. Because I because uh Varan doesn't seem to know about Ruidian and and tries to ask him about it and he's very close-lipped about it. okay. But but yeah, I but I think you're you're right in that that there's a parallel there. The the aiel
0: have channelers, essentially. Yeah, like that was my read is that they were the aiel version of Aes Sedai. Yeah.
2: And and similar similarly they seem to be respected and uh sought as counsel and seem
0: to be kind of running things behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and they're uh he's here by the way as part of a a group and they are looking for he who comes with the dawn
2: yeah And, and dawn is something that we've heard in dragon prophecies
0: I think they called him the Lord of the Morning.
2: Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Or, yeah, he, he who comes in the morning, or the yeah. dawn, the sun dawns twice on his day or something like, something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: that was the prophecy, right? Twice dawns the day when something, something, something.
2: Yeah, so it's some, something along the same lines, yeah. I suspect.
0: Which, yeah, they. I remember they right after that, Tom said something like, how can a day dawn twice? But I thought that just meant there would be two days when this thing happens. Eh, maybe. It happens over two Man. days. Anyway.
2: But either way, the, 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 the Aiel have their own... Dragon prophecies that we I don't believe we've heard before
0: about we have no, we know nothing about these people right uh, this is this is fascinating right and it's fascinating to Viren too because she's a researcher yeah
2: she says something like uh, what I wouldn't
0: give to have you in the White Tower <laughs> you wants know, to study him <laughs> yeah right but uh, they don't have he who comes with the dawn. I don't know if they... Do they put it together that that's probably Rand?
2: No, I don't believe so. But it seems pretty yeah. obvious that this is... Because they talk about... Not only about that, but they talk about him going into Ruidian and, you know, leading the isle or something like... Leading the people yeah. up. All very dragon-prophy sorts of
0: stuff. Mm. And, uh... But so, then have him so the guy leaves. Yeah. Uh, He's like, okay, well, then, that's yeah. good then. He just badasses his way back where he came from. Mm. Uh, and they, they keep heading uh, towards Kyrian. Yeah. Chapter 29. Shan Shanshan. With a icon of a bug like helmet. Yeah, it's kind of strange. So this is uh, another What's Going On Elsewhere kind of chapter. Yeah. Uh where uh yeah, for Bornhold and uh he's like our, and our, our good one.
2: He's like our good white cloak, right? The, yeah, you know, good ish. The goodish, the best of the white cloaks, <laughs> I guess. Right, yeah.
0: The one that doesn't kill people for no reason, just for bad reasons. Bad reasons, reasons right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so Bornhold is there in uh on Almoth Plain. And he's working for the questioners like he was told to do by his commanders. And they're basically going and, and I don't know, what would you call it? Hassling villages? Destroying villages? Well, yeah. Raiding I mean, like, villages? Like, to, to pretending like they're looking for dark friends in these villages.
2: Basically subjugating these people, though.
0: Mm. It's, it, he's, he's not
2: clear on why. And he doesn't seem to
0: be very happy about it. Yeah, the, the questioners are doing something, but they're and they're using his troops to do it, but they're basically keeping him busy doing nothing.
2: Right. And and he finds some, some remnants that he finds
0: are the you know the questioners essentially killing yeah, children. Massacring people. Yeah. And the the questioners have his soldiers and, and their own people dressing up as locals. Like the apparently there's two nations here, like the Terabon and Aradoman. And uh and he has his the white cloaks dressing up as terabiners and Aradamani to fight each other or to like make people think it's them doing the violence or something. Yeah. We don't know what's going on with the questioners. It, it it's it's definitely
2: making uh Bornhalt question and and making him doubt
0: in a way that seems uncharacteristic for yeah. a white cloak in general. But meanwhile this yeah. seems irrelevant because the terabiners have been defeated by the Shanshan, Right. Which is something that nobody's ever heard of before, but they're they they ride monsters into battle and and call down the lightnings or whatever. They're they're a nightmare force.
2: I think that's they've also been called the strangers,
0: right? Or the strangers, like yeah, yeah, they, yeah.
1: And their name means those who come before.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's this. This is what we've been hearing about. This is the weird invasion force that has occurred here. And this. Why are the white cloaks dicking around instead of dealing with this? You know.
1: Yeah. But we learned we learned some about the Shanchen, even though what we mostly learn is that we don't know anything about them. But there's a question of whether they're actually these legendary people who are the descendants of Arthur Hawkwing's yeah, that's armies that sailed off and never came back.
0: That's the rumor. Yeah, Arthur yeah. Hawkwing's armies, along with two of his sons. Mm-hmm. So it might actually be Arthur Hawkwing's bloodline
1: mm-hmm.
0: if that's who these people are. Yeah. So Bornholm doesn't like what's going on, and uh, he resolves to do something about it. And uh, so we cut to Bail Domon, who is great. My other favorite character. Yeah, and uh, he's heading up the coast, just doing some trading. When he gets uh, taken by a Shanshan ship, he cannot catch a break. No, I mean he's
2: I... coming from, he's fleeing a, an attempt to murder him, and now he's getting captured by these.
0: Right. Ships. Yeah, he he almost makes it away from them, but they like the there start there are explosions right around them, and they don't have cannons in this world, so. Right. It's it's magic or something. So he's right. like, yep, okay, they win. Yep, <laughs> time out. <laughs> yeah, white flag. And so we actually get our first look at the Chen and uh, as they board his ship, and they're led by this total badass named Captain Eganon, Uh who's who they and that's they're wearing the helmet like we saw in the icon of the chapter, like this cool helmet looks like a bug, yeah, like it's antenna it's or something. It, yeah. Which I don't I don't know why. I, is it like a samurai thing, do you think? In, like, the, like the demon helmets? In the picture it definitely looks samurai
2: esque, but but more stylized than anything I've ever seen.
1: I think it's just most supposed to make them seem very alien because we find out too we know nothing about these people and then we find out that they even have animals that are completely unknown to this part of the world. Yeah,
0: they we do, yeah. Yeah. And they're they have a channeler on a leash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which
1: was super sad to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or it was really sad. I, I, she, she never looked anybody in the eye and just did what she was told. We recall that uh, Archer Hawkwing
2: hated the Aes Sedai, right? That was like one of his, what what ultimately led to his downfall, I think, right?
0: Was was a war with Aes Sedai or something? I'm trying to remember. It was... Uh, yeah. It was, there was a whole thing where he was sick and the Aes Sedai could heal him. Oh, but he refused. But when his advisors told him he needed an Aes Sedai, he had them all killed because he refused to be healed by them. Right.
2: And I think I think part of his empire was killing uh off the Aes Sedai until they were retreated back to the White City, right? Yeah, right, yeah. They he
0: almost killed them all, but he couldn't take the white city. Right.
2: So it, it makes sense that his descendants would have a, a different relationship with Chandlers than what yeah, we're like just Like a slavery
0: relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: And they call them Demani.
0: Yeah, they they don't they don't say Aes Sedai, that's they they hate that word. Mm-hmm. So, Doman's boat is taken to Falm, which is a, a big city, and, uh, where the, the Shanshan seem to be headquartered now, now that they're, they've invaded. And, uh, occupied Falm is, is pretty crazy. They, it, they've got all these, uh, Shanshan troops ro- walking around, and like you said, they've got, uh, a couple different kinds of, of new animal, or new beast that, that Doman's never seen before. Yeah, some are for riding, And some are- of them are grown.
1: Yeah, I was wondering if they were grown, because oh. they never say that, but it was the same description. Yeah,
0: the first one he sees is like like a giant gray-green flo- frog mixed with a tiger.
1: Oh, I did eyes. not
0: make that connection. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're totally right. And the other one is more like of a big cat that you can ride, but it also has three eyes.
1: Sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, it's awesome. What would be the point of having three eyes, like evolutionarily?
0: Uh... Let's say evolutionarily, like you get, you have binocular vision, maybe they have trinocular vision. So the, 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 only,
2: <laughs> no. I mean, the only species in our, with, in, in our, in our, in our, the real world are, are
0: insects that have multiple eyes, right? Yeah. And the, but the way they do it, they're, they're like compound eyes, like a bee where they're, the individual eyes are much simpler and they, they use like a bee's compound eyes. Each little eye is, is just like a light sensor. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give like focus. Their eyes don't focus. And so they use all the different eyes together to construct the image that they see. Hmm. As opposed to ours, where we have like one eye but it has a bunch of sensors and we refract light and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So if they only have three
2: eyes, they're probably more similar to our eyes than to insect insect eyes. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe it means they can see go see three D movies without having to use the glasses. That's
2: probably exactly. It's so lucky. This. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good evolution. Well, I mean, they haven't invented three D movies yet, but when they do,
1: you don't know what they what the Shanchen have.
2: That's a good point. Yeah, like they do. They have those really big weird ships, big boxy ships.
0: Yeah, which they I think they have big boxy ships because. They have channelers on leashes. They can just blow the wind wherever they want. Yeah,
1: because that doesn't sound very aerodynamic to me.
0: Yeah,
2: right? Yeah. Well, they are coming... It, it seems like they're coming a long distance, so they'd have to have lots of supplies and stores, so they'd have to have huge ships, I imagine. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's the boxy part that's confusing to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And their ships didn't seem to move very quickly. They remember... Uh, was it Beldoman is not actually able to outrun yeah. their ships. Why well, well,
0: what he use. says is, like, there's no wind where I am, but over where that ship is, there's great wind. Right. I assumed it was magic. Yeah, I think you're right. So, and yeah, as they as they pull into Falm, though, they see the First Watcher, which we don't know anything about Falm, but Aww. I guess this is some kind of ceremonial title that they had in Falm. And the Shanshin, like... Put him up in a crow's cage, and then when he died, they put another one up in a crow's cage. Yeah,
2: apparently, it was supposed to be he was
0: supposed to be watching for them or something. Yeah, yeah. but they forgot because it's been a thousand years. Come on, people. Yeah,
2: be 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 cool, but no, they take it very seriously. Yeah, which is so they're these people are crazy, right? They're they're zealots. Mm-hmm. I I think they have a really interesting approach to conquest, though, because they don't seem to actually care much about conquering. They just make the people swear these oaths, and as long as everyone swears the oath, they're like, all right,
0: you're free to go. Yeah. I mean, it helps that they've got, effectively, weapons of mass destruction when they have these channelers on leashes. That's true. And they've got these beasts and stuff, so they don't have to be really scared. But you're right. They, they let everybody keep their swords. They don't mess with the, the economy or whatever. They just sort of take over control and then, like, live there. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and they make them swear an oath, but nobody even really understands what the oath is. It says you just need to obey, await, and serve.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. and they, yeah they don't explain what that means. Yeah. And as long as you say
2: that, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the something I noted is that the Shan Shan like in every conversation they're just like. Irritatingly cryptic, <laughs> you know. They, they they have all of these like half things, and they say only bits and pieces of things, and there were real very little information about what's actually going on. Yeah,
0: Domon tries to ask, and like there's there's a whole bit with him with the the soldier that's on his ship when he's being occupied, and the soldier is just like, all he'll say is he loves killing people.
1: Yeah, and something interesting that Robert Jordan does in here is he's he talk he says. He tells us about this awful thing that happened. Like, for example, the Watcher who's in this cage until he dies and then they replace him. And Daman sees these horrible things and he keeps saying to himself, it is not my business. So he's absolving himself of any sort of responsibility here because there's these invaders and he knows Mm -hmm. it's something completely beyond his control. These atrocities that are happening. Yeah. So.
0: Because he's a, he's just a traitor. He's not a hero.
1: Yeah. So I wonder if it's autobiographical. When bad things are oh. when conquered people bad things are happening to them, but it's out of your control. Yeah, but
0: you're not doing it; it's out of your control. You yeah. probably saw a lot of stuff in Vietnam.
1: Wait, Robert Jordan went to Vietnam?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard that somewhere. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you're right. I think that's that's another difference between this these books and Tolkien. I don't think Tolkien would ever have a character that says something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're either a noble, or you're or you're oppressed, or you're you know something else. You know, mm-hmm. but you never like. A casual observer. Complicit, you know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, damon is taken to the High Lord Turak, the leader of the Forerunners. Right. Uh, because uh, Captain Eganon has found the... Uh, that The seal. The Heartstone seal yeah. that he has in his secret stuff. And uh, the High Lord Turak uh, happens to collect Heartstone. And he happens to have another seal exactly like Daman's. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. There's Because there's seven seven total one's broken yeah so we we, this this guy has two of the seven yeah and this is what the dark friends have been looking for this is why they've been chasing domon is his seal and here's another one Mm -hmm. wow
2: it's all coming together and they they mentioned that the that this Quindalar is is very valuable and that he has enough Quindalar to like popper a king essentially like
0: yeah right he has his this one guy's collection is is just incredibly valuable Mm -hmm. I, i also found this guy super creepy Oh yeah, the, this Lord's guy, gone. the high lord. He's yeah. got
1: long fingernails and like two of the fingers on each hand are painted blue. Yeah,
0: is for cocaine. Yeah. Really? For bumping. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah, that and he's yeah, he's had, his head is shaved and he's got like this other guy with him that is his herald or his lieutenant or something that has half his head shaved mm-hmm. but long hair otherwise. Yeah. Uh and you know, they live it's weird. These are descendants of Arthur Hawkwing, right? These are descendants of the same culture that our people come from. Mm-hmm. But they're like, they got rid of all the furniture and the house that he's occupying, and they made a bunch of new rooms inside the big rooms with with paper screens. Yeah. And they they drink coffee. Yeah. Yeah. No, no.
1: They drink calf. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Calf. <laughs> well, I think Robert Jordan was looking for any way possible to make them seem as strange and foreign as he can, and I mm-hmm. think he pays a lot of attention to detail there because we even Daman even who is a well travelled man and has seen many cultures, even remarks on how weird the furniture is. Which is such yeah, a small little detail. Right? The yeah. law's been everywhere. Yeah.
0: Uh I thought it was an interesting juxtaposition how the Sunchen are so kind of overpowering and evil empire ish, and their leader doesn't strike me as a strong person. Well, I'm sure he is. Right? I'm sure he's a- he, he, but but his signifier is like he's got long hair, long fingernails. He's dressed in silk. He has these very refined tastes. He's not the evil overlord that I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I get the impression that he could, pro- he could, would would
2: possibly be very ruthless. You know, he's he's like one of those quiet dangerous people. Mm-hmm. But he wouldn't you know, he wouldn't sully his hands. But he would order the death of someone pretty casually. I think well, after again,
0: and we got we got a taste of her. She was like very brutal. You know, she was. Yeah. Casually brutal. She she had no empathy, no sympathy at all. Uh, and she just sort of grabbed him on, did whatever she wanted with him and moved on. Didn't care about him as a person at all.
1: I mean, isn't it not unlike what we saw with uh, Bornhold and the, and the White Cloaks? Mm. He was the head honcho, but he wasn't necessarily the worst guy. He had all these sociopaths under him yeah, who would do all like the terrible yeah, things. Yeah.
2: It might also be related to their class system. That's something we get only a couple of hints yeah.
0: at. But, yeah, he's, but she, he is of the blood, I think. Yeah. And, again, and is not
2: exactly. We don't know exactly what that means, but he mentions that you know that, that when she brings, she offers him this gift. She's not looking for uh, a, for a reward in, in money. He's she's currying favor, and he says, "He'll uh, tell
1: the empress. He'll give. He'll mention her name to the empress."
2: Right, and after after the return. New names will be called to the blood, show yourself fit, and you may shed the name again in for a higher. Yeah. So so she he's of a of an upper class or caste. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe that caste has they value different traits.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, he Domon just wants to go because he's smart. But this guy's like, No, you you like Hearthstone, you like Quindilar, let's talk about Quendelar, we're gonna be friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and so there's this great line that I love where Domon set about trying to lie his way out of foam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Chapter 30, Dias Diamar, with the icon of the rising sun. Have we seen that one before? Yeah, it's the Kyrian. Okay, so that's more- right, yeah. So Rand, Loyal, and Huron are waiting in Kyrian... And uh, <laughs> Rand has burned a whole bunch of invitations at this point, because they mm. keep coming. Every time he burns them, he gets, like, another set from slightly more important houses. I mean, it's really paying
2: off for him. Like, you know, he, it's, his strategy seems to be working pretty well, and yeah. then he ends up getting, you know...
0: Yeah, and then <laughs> right right here he gets two more invitations from the most powerful noble house except for the king, and the king. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And apparently he
2: can't accept both because then everyone gets all murdery. Yeah,
0: there's this whole explanation where, (laughs) yeah, Huron, who is I guess knows a whole lot about Dias Diomar. For
2: some reason, he seems incredibly
0: knowledgeable about Kyrian politics. Yeah, he says, like, the reason nobody's killed you for burning their invitations is because they think you must be working for a more powerful house. Only these are the most powerful houses, so if you burn them, they'll just kill you. (laughs) Yeah. And if you accept one of them, the other one will kill you. Because they'll assume you're working for the other one. If you accept both of them, then
2: they're both going to kill you. Yeah, they'll both kill you because they'll assume
0: you're working for the other one. So this is you're just screwed, totally yeah. screwed. Yeah, you're going to die.
2: So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so Rand essentially opts for like stall tactics. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah he go, <laughs> 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 goes down to the common room and casually pulls out the invitations, makes sure to show the seal around to everybody to show that they're unopened, and then puts them back in his pocket. Which I mean you know, that
2: seems pretty ridiculous, but it I mean, it works, yeah, the great game'cause <laughs> yeah. he go to, he goes downstairs
0: and like everyone's quiet, right, yeah, they're all like they're like conspicuously silent yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then when he leaves, they all start talking again, yeah, they're all just watching him, this is so uh, so screwed well, he's still uh they're still in the end, they're still waiting for ingtar and he and he's uh and he's still looking for Celine because he just doesn't get it he doesn't get it. And uh they can't they feel like they can't leave Kyrian because the Padenfane and, and the Dark Friends and the Trollocs and stuff are all outside the city. Which is a little that's a weak justification at this point Because they're inside the city too. Yeah, they've been attacked inside the city too. Uh I wanted to I was wondering they've been here for days, right? Days and days. How uh, is Rand paying the bill? I was thinking the same the thing. End. Like like he must have
2: gotten he must have been given some resources when he left Shinar, but like Yeah, he how did much? play in um in the inn in Tremwassian, right? Yeah, but more for fun than it, for anything else, right? Like he, he wasn't doing it for money. Yeah, I, I, for I, I suspect it. that he's gotten his money from...
1: An Aes Sedai. An
2: Aes Sedai, That's like Amrlin. Because remember, that, like, in the beginning, in the first book, they're throwing gold around and everyone else steals in silver. So, I mean... Uh, the uh, the the ice and I are clearly loaded, so they probably gave him a little yeah, bit of traveling. I just, income I just think he
0: would have remarked on that. Like my pockets are full of gold now, even though I'm just a shepherd.
2: Yeah, and and this is like a fancy inn. Like he's not in just any place. He's like in yeah, in, yeah. A, in a place where
0: lords stay. I thought maybe he'd sell one of his fancy coats or something.
1: Well, so here's here's my thing. Moraine gives him all these fancy coats, which Rand is really pissed off about because he's (laughs) like, "I'm not a lord; I'm a sheepherd." But the thing is, these his fancy clothes have opened a lot of doors for him. He gets Mm -hmm. a lot of respect. He gets a lot of he gets to go into places he maybe ordinarily wouldn't be able to if he was dressed like a commoner. And I wonder if maybe. He shows up at these at these inns and it's just like, oh, I'm super rich. Just charge it to me and I'll pay later <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, that,
0: that could be it. Yeah, put it on my tab. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes the most sense, actually. So maybe, yeah, when Ingtar shows up, they'll settle up. So as he gets back after he goes to the gate every day to ask if Ingtar showed up, he gets back and the inn is on fire. Yeah. There's been an attack of dark friends and they've stolen the horn and the dagger and knocked out Huron. It's so sad. You know what? I
2: I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but you know what I was most sad about? Loyal's books. Yeah, they burned Loyal's books. Yeah, Loyal was like, like, Rand was like, go get your books, and Loyal's like, no, I'll leave them, I have to carry Huron. So he left his books to burn. The books will have to burn. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that is really sad. Poor Loyal. He carried them all the way here.
1: But Rand does something super weird. They run run into this burning building to rescue Huron, but... He goes and he grabs into the other room, where he's in extreme danger, and he grabs the saddlebag that has the banner of loose Theron in it.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah,
1: even though he spent this whole time, and even is thinking, while he's in this burning building, uh, Moraine is trying to use me, she's trying to use me, but he remembers that she said that the banner of the dragon, his life may depend on it, and mm-hmm. he knows that I said I never lie. hmm. But...
0: She said, "May."
2: But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little skeptical about the fact that he's been carrying this thing around with him for so long, and yeah, like, yeah, this is
0: a bit, I don't know, maybe a bit of an awkward construction by Robert Jordan
2: running he's literally into a, into a, the the face of flames to go rescue his banner that doesn't even really want. You're right. I don't, mm-hmm.
0: I don't completely buy it, unless, unless as we're seeing there that Rand has another personality that's coming out more and more. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's Tavaren. That's that's the. Yeah, the Deus Ex Machina. He's he's not <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they get out. They do save Huron which is good. I'm glad he didn't die. Yeah, but they've lost the horn and the dagger. And just at that moment, Ingtar and Matt and Perrin show up. And Virin.
1: Bad timing.
0: Yeah. yeah, just a little too late. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. Yeah, chapter thirty-one on the scent with the rising sun. So there's a big reunion. This is good. This is, this happened in the last book too, where they all got separated and they re- reunited at an inn.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was, that was in, uh, what's it? Uh, in, not in Andor. What's the, what's the capital city?
0: Uh, Camelin. They were, that was in Camelon, right? Yeah. That was in Camelon. And, and, uh, so here, uh, at, uh, what is the name of the inn? The new one? Yeah. Oh. It's
1: not the bunch of grapes?
0: No, that was, in that's Tom's <laughs> and not the drag, the drag, the great tree. Here at the the great tree, uh, they they repair. This is the an inn that Viren knows. Apparently, this inn is okay with Viren. Knows she's an Sedai and stuff.
2: Well, I mean, wouldn't you be if every time this person came around, they were dropping like piles of gold on your, in your lap? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's true. Uh, and uh, they they reunite, which is great. And uh, they Rand tells them the crazy story of what's been happening to them. Yep. Does he tell them about Celine? I forget. Yes.
1: He 100% tells them about Celine. He tells them that she knows what a portal stone is, and Varin remarks that that is, that not many people know what a, what a portal stone is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying all, he's mentioning all these suspicious things about her, and even Varin doesn't pick up on all these red flags, which I found very frustrating. I,
0: she might be... Uh... Just not telling. him. She might yeah. be keeping it on the deal. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I,
2: and and I also get the impression he's telling like a super watered down version of the story because he's clearly not going to tell them about all the times he channeled to get through things, you know. Yeah. So and by I, the way,
0: guys, did I tell you how soft her skin was? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. oh, smelled so spicy.
0: Yeah,
1: he could smell her perfume.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I thought that too. Varin now has all the puzzle pieces, and she's she's very smart. She's a researcher. She'd be able should be able to put this together. Yeah but she doesn't at least in this this scene right here mm-hmm. or or she or as
2: as you said she's keeping it to herself because i mean she's part of it she she's part of this whole scheme thing so she might be yeah playing her cards close to her chest
1: i guess but we also know that she she probably can operate these portal stones too cuz matt says wait so she brought you back through these stones and Rand says, she must have.
0: Oh, yeah. And Varen is
1: still not acting suspicious, that yeah. she's suspicious. Yeah,
0: Varin should know that it takes channeling to do that.
1: Yeah. yeah, and she says, well, maybe we'll find her later. She's tall, and apparently Kyrian people are really short, so. Mm-hmm. Which Moraine is short, so that, you know, that, oh, yeah. that stacks That up. checks out. That checks out. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I guess. So Varen says, yeah, I guess we'll try and find her later.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Rand is a leader now. There's this whole bit in the scene where he's giving orders to Huron and stuff, and Ingtar's like, that's weird. And and because Ingtar's the leader, and but then he's like, No no, you're you're the leader. and and Ingtar's all depressed now. Yeah. Like he's, staring into the fire because he's he having a tough time, horn. yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's getting a little weird about the horn too. He is. He Ingtar was really like cool and gung ho at first, but now he's he's acting strange. But uh, so Rand's yeah, Rand is a lord, I guess if you want to call it that. He's luring it over everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, uh, he he also burned Celine's letters at this point uh, for reasons that didn't make much sense to me. I don't
2: really understand either. He just decided he didn't need them anymore or mm-hmm. maybe he, he doesn't really even say why he's doing it. He just doesn't.
0: Yeah, I think he's thinking like, oh, we could never be together because of all the drama and stuff. So I'm just going to burn her letters. I'll never speak of her again. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, never think of her spicy scent. Uh, but we cut to Perrin, uh and Perrin is really cool Perrin figures out that rand is shadow killer uh
1: which he keeps muttering under his breath <laughs> he does. which
0: is looking at him like what are you doing yeah, like, yeah. i like how he does that cuz he you know, robert jordan writes it in like the thought italics like uh-huh. he's thinking it and then everybody looks at him and he's like oh i said it he's
1: <laughs> just saying shadow killer yeah <laughs> shadow killer, <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Shadow killer. <laughs>
2: it's it's a writing tick that robert jordan does a lot the muttering thing and i it's really hard for me to picture this in a way that isn't ridiculous. You know, like <laughs> someone like muttering under their breath, Shadow Killer or something like that. <laughs>
0: like, what is What? what, yeah, what maybe what? Robert Jordan just muttered a lot. <laughs> you know? He's a mutterer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the wheel okay. leaves, the wheel wheels. <laughs> so, Perrin is, is really embracing his wolf ability. Uh, he's he thinks how sad he is at how well-cooked the mutton is, even though the mutton's still pink. He's like, I wish it was red meat. <laughs> and then he plays stones, which I guess is kind of like chess. Yeah. Or like go. Go. I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. With, uh, with Ingtar, and he plays, you, normally he's really conservative, but he plays super aggressively like a wolf. And
2: Ingtar's like,
0: yeah, nice work, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm very impressed. That's how a wolf would play stones.
1: <laughs> How can they play? They're paused. They can't like pick pieces up. They can, well, that's why they, they, can, they can, slide play them. <laughs> sure. can slide
0: them aggressively. Slide them around.
1: <laughs> Just paw at them.
0: Yeah, uh, that's that's cool. I, I like this process. I, li- I like Wolf Parent a lot better than depressed pretending not to be a Wolf Parent. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So Huron has tracked the horn while, while uh everybody was catching up to Lord Barthanas' new manor. Yeah. Lord wait, Barthanas. Wait. What's his last name? Damodred.
2: Which is clearly a bad guy last name. <laughs> I mean, Damodred. Yeah, come on, come on. Mordred,
0: mm-hmm. uh, Deathkill, you know, all the bad names. Damodred. Uh, okay, this is a bit of a deep cut, but um, you remember Morghese's first husband? Yeah. Terrence yeah. or Damodred. That's right.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's, and because I looked up Damodred just to check, and there still is a Damodred. It's um, Elaine and Gowan's half-brother.
0: Galle. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, that's right. Galad Dámidrë. His well. name is like Galadrid Dámidrë. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Galad Galad Dámidrë.
2: Galad Galadrid. Dámidrë.
1: Galad Galad Dámidrë. Galad Dámidrë.
2: Galad
0: Dámidrë.
1: Galad Dámidrë. Holy crap!
0: Galad Dámidrë. Yeah, so this guy is one of the major lords of Kyrian. Yeah, uh, opposed to the king. Uh, he's opposed to the king. Yeah. Apparently, the the Damodreds were kings before, but they were deposed, mm. and now they're rivals <laughs> right. for the king.
1: And someone from that house was Queen Morghese's first husband.
0: Yeah, that's how big a house they were, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and they they discuss you know, different methods of you know getting into the manor because that's where the the horn is. Uh, when Rand's like, "Well, I mean, would it help to have an invitation?"
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tavaren, <laughs> yeah, ta-verin. Uh, That's cool. I love the payoff of this whole thing. Yeah. It's like he's just got because <laughs> this whole thing, he's got the well, thing. Well, well
2: Varen's doing this whole thing. She's like, "Well, I mean, like, I could, I could let slip that I'm an Aes Sedai, and like, you know, we could subtly do these things, and it, over the next few days." I may be able to work my way into, like, you know, through the
0: great game, be able to get an invitation. And Rand's like, oh, you mean, like, these invitations? (laughs) Yeah, right. And Baron's like, yes, exactly like this. And throws the one from the king in the fire. (laughs) That's all we need. (laughs) (laughs) We're good to go. Don't need this. I love that scene. It's great. Pretty awesome. Uh, So, yeah, this is there. And so Baron makes a plan uh, using the invitation, which is pretty pretty easy plan i think <laughs> Just yeah. walk in and start looking around <laughs> but Varon knows what that giant statue was that's right yeah and this is this is the first one of these that we've seen right this is a a song grill. A, a, uh yeah you're right moraine Ma- had a, a an on an an no she had an angriol. a tear on grill is something that does a specific thing like okay. a flashlight on like make you
2: stronger right okay and the Sangreal is like something that makes you lots stronger. Yeah,
0: like it's, uh, <laughs> it's so strong. <laughs> yeah, uh, so strong. So yeah, so this is a Sangreal, an uh, extremely powerful one, and it's paired. There's one for men and one for women, which is that other one on the island that Doman had talked about. Right, right, Tremalkin. And they're so powerful. That you could break the world with them if you used them together. And they were never used because they were so so super powerful.
2: And she mentions that they're, that they're, you know, everything's fine because in addition to being... There's no male channelers around, so there's no... <laughs> but the the, the one mm-hmm. meaning that there's only a handful of people. And she lists a few people. She lists uh, the Omerlin the seat, Moiraine, uh, what's her name? Elida. Elida. And then... Three people who are currently in training. I
0: wonder. <laughs> right, yeah. are dramatically convenient, extremely powerful novice Aes Yeah, down. And use the the, she
1: seems very cavalier about this, though, because she's explaining what these things are and how it can destroy the entire world. It can break the world. And is like, well, what the fuck is the king doing? Digging this one up, he should be burying it again. And she's like, "Oh, don't worry. There's no need for that." I think,
0: right? They're like nuclear weapons, and she's like, "Yeah, but nobody knows how to turn them on, so it's okay." We yeah, <laughs> but you know, like in in a way that
2: that's that sort of makes perfect sense for from someone from the brown Aja because they're oh, so yeah. like they're so detached. The really obvious kind of fly over them it seems like,
1: mm-hmm. or it's like a C three PO thing, sir. The the odds of that being able to happen are point zero 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 three percent.
0: Right? Yeah, that would only happen if there were. Some Taverin nearby, making random things or unlikely things happen. Yeah. yeah. We don't have that. Yeah, no, never. manner, And get back the horn. Somehow.
1: Marauders.
0: So, that's it for this episode. The next time we're going to cover chapters 32 through 37 of The Great Hunt. I am Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter.
1: I'm Alice Sullivan. And
0: I'm Micah Sparkman. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at the com. Please... Share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews on wherever you got this. And please like us in real life. We're very likable. <laughs> Until next time. The, the Light, light you. you.